Thank you all for joining us here at I-80 Sports, where today we continue our 32-part 2021 team previews. Tonight's team, the Montreal Canadiens. Thank you all for joining us here once again here at I-80 Sports. Thank you all for joining us here again at IAD Sports. Make sure you check out our website down below, IADsports.com, for all of our team previews coming up. We are now into the Atlantic Division, as we spoke about in our previous video, which was the Boston Bruins. And if you didn't check that one out, you definitely got to make sure that you check that one out, as well as the rest of our team previews, which you can find on our website down below. And you can also find here on YouTube. And if you're here on YouTube, make sure you drop a like, comment, and subscribe for all of the team previews we have coming up. We've gotten through more than half of the NHL teams. We've got the rest to go in the Atlantic Division as well as the Metropolitan, and we'd love for you guys to join along for the ride. And if you're on Twitter, make sure you follow down below at I80 underscore sports NHL. And if you're already currently following, thank you guys so much because we greatly we greatly value all of your support. Without you guys, we can't do this on a weekly basis, and maybe I would also get better at English. But, as always, guys, I'm Brian. He's Tom. Tom, how are you doing tonight? Uh, doing well, doing well. And here we are to preview the Stanley Cup finalists from last year. I can't really even call them a defending conference champion because there were really no conferences. So the defending Stanley Cup finalists from last year in Le Habitants, the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. And pretty surprising seeing the Montreal Canadiens make it all the way to the Stanley Cup final, or maybe not so surprising as we might highlight at, through what we talk about here with the Montreal Canadiens. So we're going to take it right away right now by talking about some 2020 and 2021 team facts. So first and foremost, what was Montreal's record last year? Well, it was 24, 21 and 11. That's 24 wins to 21 losses to 11 overtime losses which was good for 59 points, and they finished fourth in the NHL North Division. And despite finishing fourth, as we talked about before, they reached the Stanley Cup Finals where they lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning in five games. But before then, they won all of their series against the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Winnipeg Jets, and the Vegas Golden Knights, all three teams believed to be better than the Montreal Canadiens last year. So they defied the odds. Power play and penalty kill stats, uh, they were right around league average in both categories. On the power play, they were sitting at about 19.21% on the power play. And on the penalty kill, they were slightly below league average, sitting at 78.49% on the penalty kill. League average is around 80%, so they were just a little below average last year. Leading scorers for the Montreal Canadiens were Tyler Toffoli with 44 points. 44 points in his first year as a Montreal Canadian to boot. Uh, Jeff Petrie, 42 points as well. And for a defenseman, that's pretty good. And lastly, Nick Suzuki with 41 points. Youngster posting 41 points in as close to a full season as you could possibly get for the Montreal Canadiens there. Uh, some additions and subtractions here for the Montreal Canadiens, and we saw quite the change to the Montreal Canadiens in the offseason. So, additions include Matthew Perot, Cedric Paquette, 
Mike Hoffman, David Savard, Chris Weidman, and recently acquired Christian Dvorak. And subtractions, we've got some really interesting ones. First off, Jasperi Kakniemi lost to offer sheet to Carolina. Then Philip Deneau, Corey Perry, Thomas Tatar, John Merrill, Shea Weber to injury. He's still on the roster, but he is currently on LTIR. It is believed that he may have played his final NHL game. And Kale Fleury to the expansion draft. He is officially a member of the Seattle Kraken. Now we're going to move on to X Factors, where no, we are not talking about EA Sports NHL 22 X Factors. Of course, we are talking about our own brand of X Factors, who are the most important players to the success of the Montreal Canadiens this year. Tom, as usual, we've gotten to the point of the show where I'm done talking for a little bit. It's time for to hear from you for a little bit. So who do you feel are X Factors on the Montreal Canadiens this year? Well, obviously, I think it's the young guys here in uh, Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. They were great in the playoffs for them last year. And I guess the hope here is that they keep up what they were doing in those playoffs. But the key word here is hope. We're back to a real season with real travel and differing opponents. Obviously, the opponents are going to be somewhat different, somewhat the same. They didn't see teams like the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers last year, who were three very good teams, who are teams they're going to see more often than not this year. They didn't see those teams last year. They're also, I guess, you know, with those guys, they're expecting them to pick up the baton and run with it. And what they don't have this year is kind of like that veteran leadership, that mentorship of guys to uh, lean back on in guys like Shea Weber, who's obviously on the IR, and Corey Perry, who has left to go to the Tampa Bay Lightning, the defending champions. So it's really going to be on them to pick up where they where they left off and to kind of keep going with it. And, you know, it's easier said than done, but I'm curious to see what these two do. Yeah, and I completely agree. Uh I think the X factors on this team are clear. And just like Tom was alluding to before, it's Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. And even the newest addition, I'm going to throw in Christian Dvorak in there, especially with how gutted the Montreal Canadiens were this offseason at the center position. I'll get to that in just a minute, though. So this Montreal team looks quite different to the team that made the Stanley Cup final just last year. And Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield were deadly together leading up to the Stanley Cup final. They racked up 28 points together in 42 combined games throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs in 2021. Given a full 82 games this season for both of them, these two could easily produce over 100 points. And they could see significant time on the power play as well, and which would be great for as building blocks for the Montreal Canadiens going forward. Now, Christian Dvorak, I mentioned simply because he's going to most likely slot in as your center two. Nick Suzuki likely slots in as your center one. And they're going to have to pick up the slack up the middle this year, especially with the recent departures of Philip Deneau and just Barry Cockneyemi, which speaking of players missing in action, we may have likely seen the last game played by Captain Shea Weber. And the Canadians will miss Weber in this lineup, but the games go on. Jeff Petrie and recently signed defenseman David Savard will look to pick up the right side of defense for Montreal this year. Now, Jeff Petrie had a fantastic year last year. He's had a fantastic couple of years. He's a multiple-time All-Star at this point. He's also been 
nominated for the Norris Trophy before. Has he won it? No. He's not necessarily a Norris Trophy winning defenseman. Neither is David Savard. Surprisingly, Shea Weber has also never won a Norris Trophy. He's gotten votes before. He's never won the Norris Trophy, though, which I always found kind of interesting uh, when looking back at the career of Shea Weber. It's really interesting that he was a guy that never won the Norris Trophy, even as a member of the Nashville Predators. But You've got Jeff Petrie and David Savard that are going to pick up the slack on the top four this year for the Montreal Canadiens. Jeff Petrie is absolutely going to be quarterbacking a power play. David Savard could spend time on the penalty kill as well as a little bit of time on the power play as well, but he could also lose a little bit of time to forwards on the power play. Um, But Savard, who won the Stanley Cup with Tampa Bay this past year, signed a long-term deal with Montreal this past summer. And he's going to look to prove why he's worth the money that they just invested in him. So that's going to be a really interesting storyline to watch over the course of this year, next year, the years to come. Now, we're moving on to breakout candidates here. Which is, when we talk about breakout candidates, we're talking about players who might be coming into their rookie campaign and could look to have a big year in their debut in the NHL. Or it could be a player with maybe a couple of years experience that hasn't quite had a breakout year just yet. So Tom, who in your mind is a breakout candidate or candidates on the Montreal Canadiens? You know, it's hard to really say here, I guess, Cole Caulfield, but I feel like Caulfield sort of broke out in the playoffs last year. You know, we were finally introduced to Cole Caulfield in playoffs and the player that he could be. So I, I, I would guess it would be him if I had to pick, but it's really hard because really outside of him and Suzuki really dominated in those playoffs. There's really nobody on this roster that's really, you know, kind of jumping up and saying, hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. For as good of a breakout player that Caulfield can be, Caulfield could also be, you know, a player that could falter as well. Um, An example in my mind is a guy like, uh, if you look back almost 10 years ago, Chris Kreider came into the Rangers during the playoffs, had a really good playoff, and then the next year found himself bumping up and down between the minor leagues and found himself on the fourth line to end the season. So, I guess the onus is more on Caulfield to not be going to that sophomore slump and to not lose his confidence than to be a breakout guy. But, I mean, the only guy I could think about is him, and I feel like he's already broken out in a way. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because for the Canadians, it is tough. They do have some younger pieces, and they have one or two players that also could make an impact later on this season or even maybe even as early as the beginning of the season. But I'm not going to necessarily speculate based on what this lineup could look like, which more to come when we talk about the potential opening night lineup and variables in a, in a minute or two. Um, but I'm going to go with the easy choice and also say Cole Caulfield here just simply because to Tom's point, he has, he has already kind of broken out and he's really not a secret at all on this team. He's getting, he's more than likely going to get first line minutes this year in his rookie campaign, which is kind of crazy. This is his rookie campaign. He has not played enough regular season games to be considered a sophomore in this league. So this is technically his rookie season. Caulfield only had five points in 10 regular season games last year, but where he did shine was in the playoffs. He put up 12 points in 20 games, helping the Canadians reach the Stanley Cup final this past year. If everything goes right for Cole Caulfield and the Montreal Canadiens this year, we could see a 60-plus point season from Cole Caulfield, plus maybe even some hardware to boot. He could potentially garner some uh, Calder Trophy mentions 
And maybe by year's end, maybe he is your Calder Trophy winner for the Rookie of the Year in the NHL. We're just going to have to see. But as I alluded to before, we got to talk about the potential opening night lineup here for the Montreal Canadiens. And, of course, as we've been talking about with all of these videos, of course, it's getting later and later into the offseason right now. But it still needs to be mentioned. It is still currently around the middle of September right now. We still got plenty of time until opening night. A lot of things can change between now and opening night. So take our projected opening night lineup with a grain of salt. And if you have your own opening night lineup, we'd love to hear you guys sound, sound off down below. But that being said, what could this opening night lineup look like on opening night in October? Well, let's take a look. So we're starting with forward line one going from left wing to center to right wing. We've got the recently acquired Mike Hoffman with Nick Suzuki and the rookie Cole Caulfield. Next on forward line two, we've got Jonathan Drouin with Christian Dvorak and Brendan Gallagher. On the third line, Tyler Toffoli, Jake Evans, and Josh Anderson. And then on the fourth line, we've got Arturi Lakenen, Matthew Perot, and Joel Armia. It is important to note here that on LTIR currently right now is Paul Byron. So potentially towards the middle of this season, he could be a factor. Uh, as of a month ago, it was stated that he is going to miss at least five months. So he's still got four months to go in his recovery. I believe it is a shoulder injury. Next, on the first line of defense, we've got Joel Edmondson paired with Jeff Petrie. On the second line of defense, we've got Alexander Romanov with David Savard. And on the third line of de defense, we've got Ben Sherratt with Chris Weidman. Also, we need to mention here is on LTIR, Shea Weber. So that's why, obviously, he does not factor into this lineup. And then lastly, we look at the goaltending here. I put it as a goalie 1A, 1B situation, just as the caveat of Carey Price staying healthy. So goalie 1A, obviously Carey Price, and goalie 1B, Jake Allen. So interesting lineup, a very different Montreal Canadiens lineup. But as we always do, we got to talk about some variables because a lot of things can change between now and the beginning of the NHL season. A lot of things can change between the beginning of the NHL season to the Olympic break and then even through to the trade deadline. So Tom, in your mind, what are some variables for this Montreal Canadiens lineup? You know, I look at that trade that they made after they lost to Sperry Kotkiemi and they brought in Christian Dvorak, and I still sit here and I scratch my head and I say, was it really worth giving up a first-round pick for him? I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm perplexed. This is a team that I'm looking at, and even though they made the finals last year, in my mind, they're one of those teams that's on the same level as, say, if you go back into the 90s, the Washington Capitals or the Florida Panthers in the mid-90s. Teams that went on like one little run and then kind of disappeared after that. And that's what this team is to me. And you give up a first-round pick for a guy who's never had more than 38 points in a season is, at best is maybe a 45-point guy. In my mind, this team isn't a playoff team. And you have young guys there like Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield, and you're going into a year where the draft is looking to be pretty strong I get that you made the finals last year, but you really got to look at the big picture here. And the big picture is you just coughed up a first-round draft pick in a strong draft where you have two good young players and could maybe add another one in a strong draft, and now you can't do that anymore. 
I've always said with the Habs, and every show we've done that's been Habs-centric, or every time it's been brought up in our shows dealing with the Montreal Canadiens or the Habs, whatever you'd like to call them, doesn't matter, your personal preference, I call them the Habs, that this team is still stuck with that Dallas Cowboy kind of mentality that they're still a big, relevant club, they're still a championship-winning club, and the reality is this, they have not won a Stanley Cup in almost 30 years. They haven't been that top echelon hockey franchise since the late 1970s. But they still think that they are. And it drives me up a wall. Because they made the finals last year, but they got they, they kind of got lucky. There were teams, like my favorite team, the Rangers, who finished with more points than they do, and it was just luck of the Jordan to have made the playoffs. And now them making the finals last year has got them thinking that they're a contender again? I'm sorry, they're just not. And this Christian Dvorak deal, I think, is really going to come back and bite him eventually. Maybe not immediately, but eventually next year in the draft. Say if that pick turns into Shane Wright. They're going to want Mark Bergevin's head up there next year. They're going to want his head. It was a terrible deal, and I don't think Dvorak's going to live up to the hype. I think Dvorak will be the player he's always been. 38 to 45 points, and you coughed up a first-round pick for that. Sorry, it's just not good. It's just not good. Yeah, and it's tough to look at that deal and not think desperation, especially after losing just Barry Cockneyemi to offer sheet to the Carolina Hurricane. To play devil's advocate in Christian Dvorak's favor here, he is still technically young. You can consider that he hasn't entered the prime of his career yet. He is only 25 years old, so maybe there is a possibility that he could maybe have more in that tank that we just have not seen yet, and maybe he just needs to be on a more talented squad than the Arizona Coyotes, but he's got to prove it this year, and he's going to have to prove it in top six minutes for the Montreal Canadiens, and he's going to have to live up to expectations. Mark Bergevin has very high expectations for this team that I don't know if the Montreal Canadiens this year can match. Uh, Hopefully they can. Hopefully this doesn't mean, you know, a poor future for Dominic Ducharme in the future and the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens, but we're just going to have to see. But in terms of variables for me, uh, for one thing, when does prospect Ryan pooling crack this lineup for good? Um, It's not a matter of if, but when this season at this point, and there are those that think that pooling could be in this lineup as early as opening night. So it would be kind of interesting to see who would come out if Ryan Pooling impresses enough at camp to be able to steal a spot out of camp. Secondly, will Montreal miss the likes of Shea Weber, Paul Byron, Jasperi Kakniemi, Thomas Tatar, and Philip Tenneau? I think, honestly, they will. They're going to miss Philip Tenneau, and especially how he drew up the middle and his two-way style of playing. I think they're absolutely going to miss Shea Weber's grit in the corners. I think they're going to really kind of miss out on what Jesperi Kakniemi could become. I always thought that they botched his development and rushed him up to the NHL too quick. And I'll be interested to see what Kakniemi could do on a more talented and deep Carolina Hurricane lineup. More to come when we talk about the Carolina Hurricane in the coming weeks. Um, And Thomas Tatar, which I'll talk about more when we talk about the New Jersey Devils in the coming weeks, is one of the best five-on-five players in the entire NHL. Something that, once again, we'll talk about once we get to the New Jersey Devils, where he ended up after he was in Montreal. And I think 
Montreal's going to miss all of these guys. The changing of the guard, I think, could be end up being jarring this year for the Montreal Canadiens. Lastly, can Carey Price stay healthy long enough to give Montreal a shot at making the playoffs this year? You know, Carey Price, unfortunately, was banged up after the Stanley Cup final. Like a lot of teams that go to the Stanley Cup final, you find about out about injuries after the fact. And Carey Price was one of those guys that we found out, oh, yeah, he was playing hurt since the Vegas series. And he needed a lot of time to be able to recover from that. Is he going to be right when he comes back? You look at the previous year for Dallas with Ben Bishop. He missed the entire year because of his injury. I don't think Harry Price is going to miss a year. But I do think it's possible that he, we could miss a few games from Carey Price this year, which would be devastating to the Montreal Canadiens. Jake Allen was great in relief of Carey Price last year, but hopefully it's not a flash in the pan. Jake Allen has been, always been a solid goaltender, even in his years as a St. Louis Blue. But he's also on the older side, just like Carey Price. You know, both goaltenders are not getting any younger, and... Caden Primo is not ready for NHL minutes yet. So they still have to kind of tread the water until Primo is ready to actually come up, take some NHL minutes, and maybe eventually change the guard over from Carey Price over to Primo. But that's just left to be seen. Montreal, it's a changing of the guard. It's a new team this year. It's going to be really, really interesting to watch for sure. Now, to wrap this up, as we always do, we got to talk about our question of the day, which the question of the day is the same as always. Where does Montreal finish in the Atlantic division this year? Tom, let's start with you. I have a feeling that we have very, very similar thoughts here, but where do you think the Montreal Canadiens finish in the Atlantic division? Well, I don't think they're a bottom feeder per se. Um, I think that there's definitely two teams in this division who are going to finish in seventh and eighth. But I don't think they're a playoff team either. Like I mentioned before, I, I hate to sound like a broken record. You know, they're they're just another one of those flash-in-the-pan teams. They caught lightning and ball in the playoffs last year and rode it all the way to the finals and were three wins away from a Stanley Cup. But just there, there's some other teams in this division right now that I think are uh, obviously better than they are. And there may be another team close by to them with a similar young core that may push them a little bit. But that still remains to be seen what that other team does. So right now I'm going to play it safe and I'm going to say fifth place in the, in the Atlantic division. Yeah. I honestly think that that is a very safe assessment. Uh, this was honestly so tough to judge simply because of how unpredictable this lineup actually is. You know, Montreal for the past few years has all has been an unpredictable lineup. We've looked at the beginning of last year, stunned that Montreal was one of the best teams in the entire NHL. We did an entire episode on that in fact if you want to go back and check that out that's in our back catalog so go and check it out it was from about february of last year i believe yep. and yep. you know since then they've been a little streaky and there was thoughts that maybe montreal wasn't going to make the playoffs and then lo and behold they made the playoffs and they made it to the stanley cup final so if you can get in there anything can happen but it's about getting to the stanley cup playoffs in general and in some ways this lineup is better than last year but there are other ways in which that this lineup is worse i think they're missing out on a lot of experience that they had last year experienced veterans that they had last year guys with some grit to say so i hate to say this but i'm not sure i see montreal making the playoffs this year 
I predict that the Montreal Canadiens are going to finish fifth in the Atlantic division this year. So I'm going to go with the same prediction that Tom had here. I just think it's going to be very akin to the Dallas stars last year. It was a bit of a Stanley cup final hangover where you're still dealing with lingering injuries. You're still dealing with the bumps and bruises that you took along the road in route to the Stanley cup final. And unfortunately that's just going to carry over into October, November, December, the early part of that NHL season. And I think that could be the make or break for the Montreal Canadiens chances in the Atlantic division, at least making the playoffs. They're definitely not going to be a bottom feeder though. I see them in the middle of the pack. There's, I don't see an epic collapse this year by the Montreal Canadiens. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, Tom and I just don't see that to be honest. Right. Yeah. 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 But like, 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 like I reiterated earlier, I, I don't see them going back to the finals. I don't even see them going to the playoffs. Yeah. And like I said, and I can't stress it enough that draft pick they coughed up is really going to come back and bite them. It really is. It very well could, unfortunately. And it's going to be interesting to see. Maybe we'll see a trade tree on something like that in the near future, but who knows? But as always, guys. What do you guys think? Do you agree? Do you disagree with our assessment? You guys got to let us know down below in the comment section. And hey, while you're there, while you join the conversation with us there, make sure you drop a like and also subscribe for all of our team previews coming up because, hey, you might not necessarily be a Montreal Canadiens fan, but we are previewing all 32 teams in our lead up to the beginning of the NHL season in the beginning of October and if you're joining us here on YouTube, thank you so much for joining us here. But if you want another place that you can check us out, you can check us out on our website down below, iadsports.com, where not only can you find the rest of our NHL content and our team previews, you can also find our NFL, NCAA football, MLS, and NBA coverage there as well. The NFL and NCAA football season has just begun. You got to make sure you give our guys some love over there for all of the awesome analysis that they are providing on their side of the channel as well. And if you're on Twitter, make sure you follow us down below at I80 underscore sports NHL. And if you're following already, thank you all so much because without your support, we can't do this on a weekly basis. But it's time to move on from the Montreal Canadiens and talk about another team in the Atlantic division. So with that, I'm Brian. He's been Tom. This has been our Montreal Canadiens 2021, 2022 team preview.